guys, what is good? This is Morgan Mueller coming at you with the Joy and Hope podcast, where we seek to bring light to the dark. We actually have each of these episodes begin as a YouTube video. So if you would like to watch the original content on YouTube, search my name, Morgan, M-O-R-G-A-N, Mueller, M-U-E-L-L-E-R, on YouTube, look for the Joy and Hope logo. But otherwise, thanks for being here. Enjoy the podcast. Hi, guys. Morgan here bringing you another episode of Joy and Hope. In my last video, which was about trusting in God, I mentioned that I wanted to talk specifically to having to trust God when it comes to deciding a major in college in particular. But something that's been on my heart to talk about for quite a while has been college in general. So, in a special two-part series, what? We are going to address college qualms. Hey Siri, what is the definition of qualm? An uneasy feeling of doubt, worry, or fear, especially about one's own conduct, a misgiving. He's Irish if you can't tell. So if you didn't hear him, A qualm is an uneasy feeling of doubt, worry, or fear, especially about one's own conduct. A misgiving. An example is a momentary faint or sick feeling. Anybody out there ever felt sick because of the thought of college or anything to do with college? Same. So today, that is what we are going to talk about. But first... As always, let's start with a prayer. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. Totus tuus Maria ego sum. I am totally yours, Mary. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. So I'm pretty sure I've shared this before, but I chose to go to college, and I chose to go to a four-year liberal arts college, a Catholic college about an hour north of Kansas City called Benedictine, Benedictine College. At Benedictine, there is a theme for each school year, and speaking of Mary, since we just said a prayer to Mary, it was very fitting that my freshman year at Benedictine, the theme was You are the one I have chosen. And it was all about Our Lady of Guadalupe. Now, I could make a whole video about Our Lady of Guadalupe. And maybe I should at some point. She's amazing. If you don't know much about her, just a little tidbit, a fun fact. She is the patroness of the Americas. So, um, that's really cool. I love her so much. And... Just to make this reference make sense. So when Our Lady of Guadalupe Guadalupe first appeared, she appeared to this man named Juan Diego. I don't remember what year. Don't quote me. I want to say 1400s. I'm not a history person. I'm not good with dates. So maybe that's why I'm single. (laughs) 
sorry. That was awful. Moving on very quickly. Um, so anyway, she appeared in Juan Diego. I'm going to guess in the 1400s. And she, she told him, you are the one I have chosen. And he had a very specific mission. I would love to get more into that, but another time. The point of the story being that he had a very specific mission that Our Lady entrusted to him. That Jesus, through Mary, entrusted to him. And the whole point of Mary in interceding in our lives is that God loves working through her. The Father literally sent the Son to earth through Mary. And it's said by great theologians that Christ will come again through Mary. Not in the same way, obviously, that he did before. He's not going to come as a baby again. But that Mary intercedes for us now and helps us get to heaven. So when I got to Benedictine, and this was the theme my freshman year, I felt so empowered. And I knew, I knew that while I was there, that Our Lady was going to entrust some sort of special mission to me or lead me and reveal to me how she was choosing me in different ways. And that was so comforting, so reassuring. And just at the beginning of this video and this two-part series, I just want to assure you of the same thing. This first video is going to be, it's, it's entitled Calming Initial College Qualms. So that's gonna focus more on for those of you who have not yet gone to college or who are maybe still in your first year, maybe second year, but more initial, initial college stuff that comes up, such as, should I go to college? If so, do I go to community college or to a four-year school? Which college should I go to? Once I get there, how do I decide who to be friends with, what clubs or organizations to be part of, etc.? That's more of the initial stuff that I'm going to focus on. Just because for me, those were the initial questions that I had to answer. Whereas personally, for me, I've never been the kind of person who I, I knew what God wanted me to do from day one. Like one of my friends, love her to death. She's very blessed because she's known her whole life that she's wanted to be a nurse. So when I met her at Benedictine, that was her track. She's like, yep, I'm going to be a nurse. I've already done time in hospitals. And this is what I'm supposed to do. And boom, she got into nursing school. She is now a nurse and is amazing at what she does. So that's one story. And maybe maybe that's you. And that is such a gift if it is, because it's probably easier to take the next right step. Whereas for me and for maybe other people watching this video, it's, it's definitely more of a very little step by very little step <laughs> process. So... Only for me am I going to address, like, what should I major or study in in the next video, which is going to be calming eventual college qualms. So what should I major study in and other, other things that we'll bring up later. For now, we're going to focus on some initial stuff. So first things first, should I go to college? <laughs> I remember when I was in college my freshman year, we had a lot of speakers in the beginning, and I don't know if that's something that all colleges do, but I'm sure all colleges have some form of orientation, no matter how long it is. 
and I'm sure that varies. But in our orientation, we had lots of different speakers and they spoke on different aspects of college. And I think it was one of them who said something like, college is not for everyone. And they were saying how, for whatever reason, like if you're in a community style dorm, there's just some things that as a person at this point in your life that hopefully you just understand, like how to flush a toilet or how to clean up after yourself if you make a mess. I'm not saying in the bathroom, but maybe in the kitchen or wherever, like just just take care of stuff. And for some people, just just very, very fundamental, basic things are hard for them and they're not in that place yet. And so the speaker was like, if you seriously don't know how to flush a toilet or to clean up after yourself, maybe you're not meant for a four year university where you have to live in a dorm because clearly you still need your mom to take care of you. I hope that's not where you're at if you're watching this video. And if you are in that place, no offense, I really hope that you try harder <laughs> to learn those things. But for some people, not just for that reason, and sorry if that was a little bit of a dig, but not everyone's meant to go to college. Maybe, maybe it is because you're not mature yet in that way. And maybe, yeah, you wouldn't be able to live in a dorm. Maybe, um, yeah, maybe, maybe you're really dealing with something like major depression or some other form of mental, physical illness. And maybe college just isn't a possibility for you, or maybe not at this time. So I think across the board, I'm talking like America and my my limited experience. But I think most people, the, the question of college comes up as, as they get to be 17 or 18. Like if you go to school, if you go to a high school, four years, like junior, senior year, that's when you're going to start thinking about college. I know some people take different tracks. Some people might be able to go to college sooner because they have a higher intellect, whatever. I'm, I'm going to focus on where I think mainstream people are. But even if you are in that mainstream of people, or even if you're homeschooled, maybe you just are not ready for college when you're 17 or 18 because of whatever's going on. If that's where you're at, that's okay because that's where God has you. So the next question for you to discern with your parents or your caregivers, your family, your friends, hopefully a priest or some sort of spiritual mentor as well, what's the next best step for you? And there are other reasons, oh my gosh, so many reasons why maybe you're not called to go to college. There are so many jobs that do not require a college degree. And so I'm, I'm being totally serious when I say this, if you just want to work somewhere like a McDonald's or some sort of sales or retail or restaurant, and that's all you want to do, like waitress or dishes, something like that, and if that pays your bills and that takes care of things, by all means, yeah, you don't have to go to college. Do not feel pressured to go to college if that's not what you want to do because that's not something that God wants everyone to do. School is hard, you guys. I'm not going to sugarcoat it. If you haven't been to college, get ready because it's coming and it is hard. College is so hard. I have not missed like the school part of college ever since I graduated. Mm -mm, mm -mm. You could not 
pay me money to go back to college. Okay, well, it depends on how much. <sighs> Poor example. I don't ever want to go back to school. I just don't. Love learning. I could learn all day long, but ask me to do papers or projects, and I'm like, not into that. So college is hard. Take, take that into consideration if maybe you really, really struggle with school. Just, just some food for thought as far as the, should I go to college? As far as, no, maybe not. However, there are a lot of jobs out there that would require a college degree. Now, maybe that's just a two-year degree. I don't know much about community college and programs they offer just because I didn't go there. But, for example, I know that where I'm from, there are two community colleges not super far away, and I've had several friends go to them because I think they get an associate's degree. I think that's what it is. So like this one guy I went to high school with, he went to a two-year college and then had his degree and he's he's done. He's been working for the last however many years and that's, that's his path. Um, I've had a lot of other friends who started off at community college but then transferred to a university. Um, but there, yeah, so that being said, there are a lot of jobs that require a degree. So if you know what you might want to do as far as a job, look it up and be like, is there a degree that that's required for? And if so, what would, what does that look like? What does that program look like? But I would say a lot of, I, I think a lot of jobs today more so than a few decades ago now require a college degree. So a lot of people go to college for that reason. That's, that's one point. Should I go to college? Up for discernment. Second point. If so, so if you decide, yes, I am called to go to college, then do I go to community college or do I go to a four-year school? And <laughs> if I want to do a four-year program, should I start off at community college and then transfer? So lots of things that go into that. I've had so many friends this past year that I have made who are currently going to a community college. And it was just so hard for them to decide whether or not they wanted to do that or go straight to a four-year university. But I think a lot of them, to my understanding, chose to go to a community college for either one or two years because they could go for free. So their, their mentality with that was, I want to do this so that I don't have to pay any money to do it. I can get a lot of general requirements out of the way because if that's not something that you know about college, most programs require what are called general education requirements. So gen eds, that's what you call them <laughs> once you're in college and cool and you have a nickname for everything or a short version of everything, gen eds. So you get a bunch of your gen eds out of the way at community college. But here's the thing. A lot of times, I'm not going to say all the time. Again, I didn't go to community, community college, so I don't know how this happens. But a lot of times it seems like people struggle to have their credits from the community college transport, transfer, can't talk, to the school they eventually go to for like, you know, like a four-year university that they transfer to one or two years after they're at the community college. So that's definitely something to check into to see whether or not that would work for you because 
I had a friend who graduated high school the same time that I did, but she ended up having to go to school. She went to the community college for two years, I think, and then transferred to a four-year university thinking that she'd be done in just two years. No, a lot of her credits did not end up transferring like she thought they would. And so she went to school, I mean, at least a semester, if not a whole year or year and a half after I was already done. So that sucks. I'm <laughs> like, be careful because I would hate for that to happen to you. And I know that that has happened to a lot of friends of mine. And it stinks because then you just feel like you wasted time and money. And that's, that's not fair to you. So be careful. Just if you decide to go to community college, whether it is for money or like I have one friend who pointed out that this semester he's at community college and he said things like, I'm taking a couple classes that I think I might be interested in because I still don't know what field of study I want to pursue, like what, what job I ultimately want. So I'm, I'm taking this semester where I'm being paid to go to school to try some different things out so that if I end up transferring or even staying here, that I know more of what I want to do and that it's not wasted time or money being at this community college trying to figure that out. That's fair. So community college versus four-year school right off the bat depends on your degree, depends on also what kind of experience you want. Maybe the money route is very much a thing for you. And you're like, I cannot afford to go to this certain school. I will stop you right there and want to mention scholarships are a thing. Scholarships are a, are a big deal. So many people might think there's no way I can afford to go to this school or this school is so expensive. Therefore, I'm not even going to try or this school is really hard to get into. And even if I want to go, there's just no point. Guys, our God is a God of miracles. And if you have a desire on your heart to go to a certain school, then do it because God will provide. One of my best friends that I made at college, and I'll be honest, Benedictine, kind of pricey. The money thing is a big thing for a lot of people who go there. But my one friend, she was like, I always knew, like I knew growing up, like through middle school, through high school, I had just always wanted to go to Benedictine. And all of my friends and my family members were like, there's no way. Like your parents are divorced. Like you just, you guys struggle to make ends meet. Like you just can't afford to go there. Like even her mom told her that. I think, I think she told me that before, like even her mom. And she was like, I know that God will provide. Like, I know that God will provide if I want to go there. And so she had to take out loans and stuff. But it, it worked out. Like, she was able to go. And she's so glad that she did. God provides, guys. So if you have a burning desire to do something or go somewhere, do not deaden that desire. Trust in the Lord and I mean, even if it is just applying or just calling the school and inquiring about scholarships or financial aid, it's worth it because God can work miracles. Just try it. So that being said, community college versus four-year school. Depends on what your degree is going to be in, where you're at financially, because maybe it truly is impossible. I'm not God. I don't know your situation. Um... 
I think that's all I was going to say on that point. Next point. So which college should I go to? Okay. For me personally, I grew up in a small town and I've definitely come to appreciate it so much more in the past few years. However, growing up, there is, I think I've talked about this in, a, in another episode, like there is this desire like for more, like I want more. I, I don't want to live here anymore. Like you're ready to move out of your parents' house. Those things are normal. Like you are a normal 18 year old. If you're like, I'm ready to get out of the house and I want to go off on my own. That's normal. <laughs> so you should be concerned if you're like, you know, I, I don't ever want to move out of my parents' house and I don't ever want to get a job and I'm going to live in the basement and play video games all the time. Sorry if that was a dig too, but I really hope you're not that person. <laughs> so for me, I knew I was like, I, I have to go. Like I have to go. I knew for me, like community college was not an option because I wanted a college experience. I wanted to move out, um, like live in a dorm, live on the campus of the college. I wanted that whole experience because that's a really big deal. And that's something that I, I have had a lot of friends who ended up transferring to a four-year school tell me that they really felt like they missed out on not being their freshman or even sophomore year. That by that time, it's true, it, it doesn't have to be harder to make friends later on, but it can be. Because freshman year, when you're all new and you're all going through this orientation and figuring out this college thing together, it's a lot easier to make friends because you're all in the same boat. Whereas you come in sophomore or junior year, it is not impossible. God will provide. However, it might be harder to make friends at that point just because like friend groups are kind of established. People might not be looking for a roommate because they already have one, that kind of a thing. So for me, I knew I, I, I right out of high school wanted to go into college. Some people do a gap year. Some people before they go off to college might like just get a job and earn some money because maybe they're going to have to pay for college on their own. All things considered, I knew and I was just in a place where I was very blessed and I was like, I want to go to a four year school. Um, so the which college should I go to? <coughs> That was a huge deal for me because unlike the friend I mentioned earlier, I didn't know that I always wanted to go to Benedictine. I never grew up being like, this is the college I want to go to. Both of my siblings have grown up always being like, I want to go to Mizzou. And they have their own reasons for that. But I, I did not ever feel that way. I was like, no offense. I don't, I don't think I want to go to Mizzou. But I don't really know where I want to go. So... My advice for you and what I did was junior year, I believe, junior, senior year, maybe both. At my high school, our guidance counselor was responsible for bringing different representatives from various colleges in to talk to students. And you could sign up to see the different reps and you would go and get flyers about the college and hear their sales pitch, essentially. And they would tell you about their college. So I just started signing up for the schools that sounded interesting to me. Some I had heard of, some that I didn't. And I knew junior year, I had a friend who was two years older than me, who I'd met through our youth group. 
I knew that she was going to Benedictine. And I'd heard Benedictine mentioned because, fun fact, two, the two people other than her that I had known who had gone to Benedictine both ended up leaving to enter convents. So I kind of thought it was funny. No, actually three. Two or three people who had gone there and left to be a sister or a nun from my town. And I was like, okay, so this college turns people into nuns. So I was a little wary. I was like, I don't really know if I want to go there. I don't really know if I want to be a nun. But this other girl had been going to Benedictine. And I remember her distinctly telling me and another friend one night how amazing it was and how much she loved it and how the people there really cared about their faith all this stuff. She was, she was just raving about it. And I was like, that sounds really cool, but six hours from home doesn't sound thrilling. Like I'm not huge on long car rides, like road trips. I love the idea of them, but sitting in a car for that long is exhausting and I hate it. So I was like six hours away from home. I'm not sure about that. Sorry. And I honestly wrote it off for that reason. Cause I was like, it's too far, not worth it. Well, fast forward to when I was signing up for these college reps, and I don't remember if it was junior or senior year, but I signed up to go to the Benedictine rep. And I went, and I loved everything that she said. It was like, this place sounds amazing. She showed us a promo video. I mean, everything, just to a T, it sounded like me. And I was like, yes, like this is what I want to do. So then the next step in the process and what I would encourage you to do if you're able. Um, so I was also applying for all of these schools. So if you're interested even remotely in a school, apply, because it can't hurt. Because if they end up sending you a letter that says, no, you are not welcome here, <laughs> like, sorry, rejection hurts, but at least you know, okay, then that's not God's plan, like not that school. So if you have a school on your heart, at least apply. And yes, I know that sometimes it costs money to apply to a school, but if it's something that like is on your heart enough, then yeah, pay the money, pay the 50, $100, whatever, and do it just because you never know what good can come out of it if it is really something on your heart. I don't think it costed, is that, yeah, costed, cost? I don't think I had to pay money to apply to Benedictine. I don't know if that's changed. Don't quote me on that. However, I applied to Benedictine among all these other schools. So like that was the next best step. And then I don't remember what order things happened in next, but let's say then you get into this school. Then the next step for me, at least, I think, was to go visit. And some people apply for colleges, get in, and they just go without ever visiting. But for me, I was like, no way. Like, I do not want to get there and hate it. So I was just very blessed. Like, my mom was very devoted to helping me, like, discern what college I was supposed to go to. And so she was always willing to help me make that happen. And maybe you're not in that place. Maybe your family, like, you have lots of other siblings. Maybe your parents have lots of responsibilities. Maybe for whatever reason, you're not able to go visit all these different schools, but I I would narrow it down to maybe your top three schools and, and go visit them. Or even if it's just one or two schools, then by all means, yes, like try your hardest to make it happen and pray that God will make it happen. 
because just being there can really help you solidify, yes, I want to go here or no, I don't want to go here. So for me, the next step was going to visit. So whenever I was touring these different colleges and oh my gosh, you guys, I'm getting a headache just thinking about all this. <laughs> That's why it's called a qualm. It was so overwhelming to tour all of these different schools. It really was, but it was good because, and I will not mention names because some people are called to go to certain colleges and others, others to others. I know that not everyone's called to go to Benedictine College, though I do highly recommend looking into it. But I will just say there were several colleges where after visiting for various reasons, I just knew there's no way I can go to school here. No way. So after those visits, or I should say among those visits was Benedictine. And what is so funny, you guys, is the first time I visited Benedictine, it was November of my senior year. It just did not feel right. Like the weather was beautiful. I remember everyone was super nice, but for whatever reason, it did not feel right. And there, there were a lot of things I think that went into that, but I will say that one thing, one thing um, was this first time that I visited, I went with a friend and my mom, and I believe that we stayed in a hotel. So like I didn't stay on campus. Some Sometimes when you visit a college, you can have the opportunity for a student to host you. And I, I didn't do any of that. So all I remember was we showed up, we, we like went on some walking tours, went to some informational meetings, called it good, left for our hotel. And so it was like this very like impersonal thing and I think that is honestly why I had this feeling of like, this is not it. Just because it was, it was impersonal. So honestly, as we drove away, I was just like, all right, well, I can write that off. Like not meant to go there. Fast forward and I received this invitation to go back to Benedictine for this, this particular scholarship competition. And, and I, I thought I knew like, God, I'm not supposed to go there. Like I, I can just chuck this, but I could not bring myself to do it. Even though I had already told myself and other people that I was narrowed down to these other two schools, not Benedictine. I don't know why I just could not throw this flyer away. And it was literally like a month that it sat on my desk, just collecting dust and finally, it was the week that you had to RSVP for it. And I I just took it to my mom and I was like, look, I'm really sorry to ask you to do this, but I just feel like I need to go back. Like, I feel like I need to do this competition. And she was like, okay. And she took me. So we went back and that weekend I did stay, I stayed with my friend actually, who was the first one who had mentioned Benedictine to me that I talked about earlier. I stayed with her in her dorm the whole weekend and participated in this scholarship competition and like didn't end up getting the scholarship. But what my gift was from that weekend was this peace and this certainty in knowing this is where I'm meant to be. This is where I want to be. And I do think that 
a large part of that was actually staying on campus, staying with my friend and having time to just hang out with her and her friends in the dorm and to walk around campus and to do some really fun stuff while I was there that I wouldn't have been able to do just during the day visit like I did when I had gone in November. So, um, yeah, advice to you. When you are applying for colleges, apply everywhere that interests you. And then the ones that tend to stick out, make a list and make a point by all possible means to go visit each of those schools. Because once you go there, you might be able to write some off right away. But then maybe some of them that continue to stick out, feel free to visit again and again or however often you need to. For me, it was twice. For some people, like my friend, they never have to tour the college. They just know they want to go there. All of that being said, I know that these are going to be long videos, but there are a lot of fears that go into college. So I just really want to help calm those. So last part of this initial video. Let's say you know which college you feel like you feel like God is calling you to go to this particular school. Um, awesome. Another consideration for you. I heard this talk shortly before I left for Benedictine. Make sure that the school you go to has some sort of Catholic outreach. So if you're going somewhere like Benedictine, where it is actually a Catholic college, that's that's awesome. Hopefully you are guaranteed then to find good spiritual friends and resources there. However, if you end up going to a public school or university, I really, really encourage you. Look up, make sure they have a Newman Center. That is basically a Catholic resource for college students. Make sure they have if not a Newman Center, some other Catholic organization on campus, because let's be honest, you guys. Oh my gosh. It is shocking and terrifying how much evil there is in colleges across the U.S. There, I mean, I don't know numbers again, but statistically, it's insane how many people like say they're Catholic but between senior year of college or senior year of high school and freshman year of college fall off the face of the earth regarding their faith that stop going to mass, stop going to church, stop plugging into good Catholic sources because they just decide that it's not worth it. Or maybe they're just not surrounded by good Catholic friends anymore once they get to college and they just fall away for that reason and so many others. I implore you, like for your own good, for your own salvation, like find good Catholic friends and resources before you go so that you're guaranteed to make God your priority in college. Because if he's not, nothing's going to truly fall in place like it's supposed to. So just a word of advice there. Yeah. I know that it can be so, so hard and this process can be so excruciating, 
but just something to keep in mind. Like I said, for some of us, this is very much a little by little, step by step process. Know that God is guiding it and that one step at a time really is all you need. So the steps that we've already gone through, things like, am I supposed to go to college? Yes or no. What kind of college? Community college? four-year school, moving on from there, what exact college should I go to? And then even once you get there, you've gone through this whole discernment up until that point, and then you get there and you're like, what? Like there's still this discernment that has to happen. And even like leading up to that, there are so many choices that you have to make. Where am I going to, like for me, when I was going to live at this school, it was like, what dorm am I supposed to live in? I don't have a major yet. I have nothing that I even want to declare. So what classes am I supposed to take? All of those things that go into this. Those are the last couple of things that I want to talk about since those are more initial things. The eventual things will be once I get, once you're there, once you're there. So maybe we'll switch up something that I said earlier. We might put like how to decide who to be friends with, what you get, or what organizations to get involved with, stuff like that. We might put that in the next video because I do understand this is getting kind of long. Um, so the last thing I'll say Before you get there, if you have to decide on classes and stuff like that, do not be afraid. Again, most colleges require some sort of gen ed, gen ed requirements. So for me, at Benedictine, I was going to have to take some science and some history, things like that. So I just chose courses that didn't seem too difficult. I knew that I didn't want to study history So I was just like, okay, world regional geography, check. I knew that in high school, I had never taken chemistry. I was never super into that kind of science-y stuff, but I had always loved biology, had been really good at biology. So I signed up for principles of biology for my freshman year, first semester at Benedictine. And then I wanted to take some classes that I thought might be what I would eventually study. So I think I took an introduction to psychology because that had always interested me. I took intro to education because I thought I had always thought maybe I want to be a teacher. Then I think I took an English course because even though I had already taken a college English credit in high school, I still had always loved reading and always loved the arts, stuff like that. So I thought maybe English. So for your first semester, if you can take a lot of general requirements, that's really good because then it'll buy you some time. But yeah, if you can also throw in a couple classes to help you test the waters, that that would be really. Oh, sorry. Did you hear that? 
That really scared me. And I hope it made you laugh. <sighs> it's fine. This is so terrible? Question mark? I don't really know how else to say that. I live right next to a funeral home. And I can literally hear taps playing right now. So that was the 21 gun salute. If you wouldn't mind saying a quick prayer for me, or prayer with me for the person who died, I would really appreciate it. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. Lord, in the middle of discerning this college process, which can just be so, so excruciating and so painful, Help us to remember that it is a gift that we are alive and a gift that we can even consider going to a college. Help us to make the most of this process, not to become bitter by it, not to let it consume our lives, but to continue to turn to you, not asking, Lord, do this thing for me but to ask, Lord, where do you want me to go? What do you want me to do with my life? Do you want me to go to college? Do you want me to go to a community college or a four-year university? What school do you want me to go to? What school, what field of study, what classes would help me to best glorify you and make use of the gifts and talents that you have given me? Jesus, we love you. Jesus, we trust you. And honestly, Jesus, I think this is a really good place to end this video. So I pray for everyone watching that you will calm any initial qualms they are having about college and love them and bless them. Give them peace, joy, happiness, hope, and help them to know that you have a purpose and a plan for them and that they are not alone in this and that so many people go through this same thing, this same decision-making process, even if it looks a little different for everybody. Help anyone watching this video to reject the lie from the devil, from the culture, from maybe even their own mind, or maybe even from well-meaning family and friends. Lord, help us to reject the lie that at 18 years old, we have to know exactly what your plan for our life is. No. Lord, we praise you and thank you if that is something that you wish to grant us. Like my friend I mentioned earlier who has just always known you were calling her to be a nurse and to serve you and love you in that way. But for the majority of us who you, you will us to trust you in a more little step by little step process, help us not to become bitter or jealous of our counterparts, but to trust you and to be grateful for this invitation to trust so fully. Lord, we love you. Lord, we bless you. Mary, you tell us we are the ones you have chosen, but for what? 
Totus tuus Maria ego sum, we give ourselves totally to you, Mary. All for the greater glory of God. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Until part two. Bye, guys. Thanks so much for joining us today on the Joy and Hope podcast, where we seek to bring light to the dark. If you enjoy our mission, we would love for you to become a patron on Patreon. Our patrons are what make it possible for us to continue doing Joy and Hope full-time, bringing you the inspiring creative content that uplifts you to live more joyful, hopeful lives. So please consider supporting us. Thanks so much for being here today. God bless and see you next time.